0: We used to sing a little chorus years back. We don't sing it very often anymore. Here we go. Let's see if we can do it together. Open our eyes, Lord. We want to see Jesus. To reach out and touch Him. And say that we love Dear Heavenly Father, I would pray that as we stop for a few moments and we talk together and think together, that in fact, Father, we will get a new picture of Jesus Christ. You'll use this time, Father, to challenge us, to renew our love. Father, that all of us may see that this is all about Jesus. So I pray you'll help us to put other things out of our mind tonight and just focus on your Son. I pray this in His name. Amen. Would you grab your Bibles with me and turn to Revelation chapter 5. Revelation chapter 5. You're going to want to get your Bibles out or your device out that has your Bible on it. Revelation chapter 5. Then I saw in the right hand of Him who sat on the throne a scroll with writing on both sides, and sealed with seven seals. I saw a mighty angel proclaiming in a loud voice, Who is worthy to break the seal and open the scroll? but no one in heaven or on earth or under the earth could open the scroll or even look inside it. And I wept and wept because no one was found who was worthy to open the scroll or to look inside. And then one of the elders said to me, Do not weep. See the lion of the tribe of Judah? The root of David has triumphed. He is able to open the scroll. He is worthy to open the scroll and its seven seals. And then I saw a lamb looking as if it had been slain, standing in the center of the throne. That's just where Jesus is supposed to be, right in the center. It's how it's designed for this service too tonight. It's just where Jesus is supposed to be. Right in the center. So we sing, Open our eyes, Lord. I want to see Jesus because that's, that's what this is all about. And when we see him there, a lamb as if it had been slain, what it says is there, there wasn't anyone in all the earth, in heaven, all the earth, under the earth, there wasn't anyone worthy, worthy to step forward. And then comes the lamb. And the Lamb is worthy. And so the question is, why? Why is he worthy? And the answer is right here in this passage. We just have to go back and dig it out. So here we go. Still got your Bibles. Back to chapter 4, verse 8. Each of the four living creatures had six wings and was covered with eyes all around, even under his wings. Day and night, they never stopped saying. This is in the throne room of God. They never stopped saying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. First reason why the Lamb is worthy is because He's God and it's His character. He's worthy because of His character. So when the Lamb... When the lamb steps forward, we have to remember it was a perfect lamb. Remember in the Old Testament how you had to have a perfect lamb without blemish? You couldn't bring a defective lamb. You couldn't take the lamb in the flock that wasn't worth anything and bring it. You had to bring the perfect lamb. And when it talks about Jesus Christ, it says he was a lamb without spot or blemish. And that's what this is talking about. Holy, holy, holy. Perfect blameless. Jesus is worthy because of his character. It's not only his holiness, who is the Lord God Almighty. It's his power. His holiness and his power. He's without equal. Isn't any, anyone like Jesus Christ? This is why he's worthy. Because he's holy, he's perfect, sinless, blameless. And because he's unequaled. How many almighties do you have? Well, you only have one, right? You can't have multiple Almighties. You, you just have one Almighty, God. Sometimes people are confused, and they think that Satan is also Almighty. Satan's not almighty, he's powerful, but not almighty. You can only have one Almighty, and that's God. That's Jesus Christ. He's blameless, and he's almighty, he's unequaled, who was and is and is to come. He's eternal. See, these are all character traits. And the Lamb is worthy because of His character, because of who He is. Now we know, it's not mentioned here, but we know He has a lot more character traits, right? He's also forgiving and patient and good, kind and loving and full of mercy and compassion, on and on the list would go. The first reason that Jesus Christ is worthy is because of His character. Second one's down in verse 11 chapter four and verse eleven you are worthy our lord and god to receive glory and honor and power for you created all things and by your will they were created and have their being now when he says you are worthy our lord and god because you created all things who's he talking about Is he talking about god the father or jesus Jesus. he's talking about jesus again sometimes people are confused about this Without, without, you know, just thinking carefully, they think that God the Father created, but that isn't true, of course. Now we all know this because we know these verses. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In the beginning was the Word, Jesus Christ. And the Word, Jesus Christ, was with God, and He was God. All things were made by Him. And without Him, nothing is made that was made. Jesus Christ is the Creator of the world. And because of that, He's worthy. So, we just had a beautiful day. I mean, this is a beautiful day. Cindy and I took a ride, then we sat out in our back porch and... It's just, this is Michigan at its best, right? I mean, it's just beautiful. We're just out there enjoying God's world. But, but we remember that this world came into being from nothing. If you're going to have faith, you have to believe that God is and that He's the creator of everything, Hebrews chapter 11 says. He's the creator of everything. He makes everything exist out of nothing, ex nihilo, out of nothing. I, I just love reading the creation story. I, I, don't know a lot about creation, but I know some things about creation. It's kind of an interest of mine. I love reading the the creation story. Here's Jesus, and he's creating. Here's God, and he's creating. And it says he creates, he creates the sun to rule the day, and he creates the moon to rule the night and he talks about these two great lights and how they how they make our our world what it is, how they divide day and night. And then <laughs> it just blows me away. I read it again this week. And then it says and he also made the stars. And <laughs> I just it just blows my mind to read that phrase in the Bible and he made the stars. It's kind of like it He spent a bunch of time crafting the sun and making the moon, and then just as an afterthought, he said, oh, let's have a few stars out there. (laughs) There's something like, something like, right, 3 trillion galaxies, 300 trillion galaxies, 300 trillion galaxies, 300 trillion galaxies, and each galaxy on average has two hundred billion stars I'm not good in math but that's a number bigger than I can conceive of three hundred trillion galaxies each one has on average two hundred billion stars and the Bible says and he made the stars That's Jesus Christ. He speaks, and the stars fill the heavens. Not millions and billions, but trillions of billions. He speaks. And when one moment of one day, he sees all that mankind has been studying for all these years, and will study till the end of time. He speaks them into existence. And he's worthy because of that. And the Bible says it. You are worthy, O Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power, for you created all things, and by your will they were created, and they have their being he's worthy because of his character and he's worthy because of creation and now chapter five still there verse nine and they sang a new song you are worthy we're not guessing on what makes him worthy you are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals because you were slain and with your blood you purchased men from God from every tribe and language and people and nation you made them to be a kingdom and priests to serve our God and they will reign on the earth you are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals because you were slain it's the heart of communion it's the heart of the communion story it's the heart of the communion service Jesus Christ is worthy because of the cross so let me tell you a story I want you to picture it with me. You've got to get your mind in gear here now, and I want you to picture with me the land of Russia in the time of the, the czars. Now, we're back in time. I want you to imagine, in the time of the czars in Russia, back when the Soviet Union was one united. It's huge. And if you would picture in your mind Siberia. If you'd picture that in your mind. We're in Russia in winter. Siberia. It's just frozen. Just as far as you can look it's just white frozen land. Oh there's bushes and little groups of trees, but it's just this wide open. And I want you to picture a a dog sled team. It's a dog sled team. There's a, a nobleman. He's riding. This dog sled. There's this team of dogs. He's riding in the dog sled and he's got that that blanket pulled up and he's wearing that that famous Russian winter hat, right? You know what I'm talking about? What's it called, a ushanka or something? That great big hat that they wear. And then there's an old servant. You can tell he's older. But he's running the dog sled. Occasionally he'll hop off and take a couple steps, but he's up on the runners and... He's making the dog sled go, and you can't see it, but they've been on a long trip. They've been on a long trip, and now they're, they're headed home, and they've been traveling for several days. Now they're, they're almost home. They have about 20 miles to go, and they're ready to be home because it's, it's been a long trip. You see them as they're moving across this this frozen wilderness. Then you notice that this servant who's running the dog sled, he glances to the right. And you follow his eyes and you see way off in the distance what looks like a cloud right down on the surface of the land. And he glances at it. And then he glances again. And you notice just a speck of concern across his eyes. takes a look again and you look with him and it looks to you and you'd be right That about a mile off to the right, you can see forever across this land, about a mile off to the right there's what appears to be a little cloud it's moving and then you finally see It's a pack of wolves. And they're huge. You figure there must be 20 or more. And you'd be right. There are 20 or more. And they're a mile away, angling. And this sled got about 19 miles now. Now you see concern. This old, this old servant, he's urging the dogs on. And you see it. They're moving and the pack is moving closer. And Now they're not a mile away. They're maybe a half a mile away. Now the nobleman, he's seen them too. And you take a look down, there's true concern. And everybody knows it's a race to home. And now they're a quarter of a mile. And they're 200 yards. And now there's fear. There's fear in both these guys' eyes. There's true fear. And then it, it dawns on you like it's dawned on them. They aren't going to make it. And that nobleman, he starts pitching stuff out of this dog sled. Stuff he's carrying, personal property, he's throwing it out and they're 50 yards and 25 yards and they're 10 yards and you can hear them. They're 10 yards and they're 7 yards and they're 5 yards and they're 10 feet. And you see in both their eyes They're going to die. The resignation matches the fear. They're five feet and four feet and it's just going to happen when the old servant dives off. And the pack, distracted, just. They're just on him. And they're just tearing this old servant to pieces, just what a pack of these huge wolves would do. But the nobleman, he survives. And what we call that is a sacrifice. The old servant sacrifices and the nobleman lives. Jesus takes the pack of wolves and we live. and that's a good description of sacrifice. But some of you are with me, and you know the story's wrong. Some of you, you were paying close attention. It's it's a good story of sacrifice, but the story is wrong. The servant isn't old. He's young. He's not faithful. He's a bad servant. He's been disrespectful and lazy. In fact, he ran away. He hasn't been faithful at all. And the reason that the nobleman was gone was to get him when he got caught by the authorities. Now they're on the way home, this young servant, and he is doing his best because fear is a good motivator, and he's afraid of the wolves too. He's doing his best. Now the story. The wolves are 100 yards off, and then they're 50 yards, and they're 20 yards, and they're 15 yards, and they're 10 yards. And they're five yards, and then they're ten feet. And you can see fear in both their eyes. You can see fear in this young servant's eyes. He doesn't want to die. But they both know, the nobleman and the worthless servant, that they're going to die. And now they're just three foot the wolves from this dog sled, and the nobleman dives up. the nobleman dives out of the sled and the worthless servant lives. That's the true story. We are loved by a God who sends his son God demonstrates his love for us that while we were yet sinners sinners. the servant doesn't die for the nobleman the nobleman dies for the worthless servant and that is what Jesus did that's what Jesus did Why is Jesus worthy? Because of who he is, because of his character, and because of creation. He's worthy of praise, but he's worthy because of his sacrifice. Because it isn't the lesser for the greater, it's the greater for the lesser. One more. We're still in Revelation chapter 5. Down in verse 11. Then I looked and heard a voice of many angels numbering thousands upon thousands and ten thousand times ten thousand. They encircled the throne, the living creatures and the elders. In a loud voice they sang, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and praise. And I heard every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and on the sea and all that is in them singing to him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb be praise and honor and glory and power forever and ever. Jesus Christ is worthy because he's in control. He's in control because of his character, because of because of creation, because of the cross, and because He's the God who's in control. He sits on the throne, and He's in control of everything in our world all the time. It's why we can rest and not worry. Salvation is not plan B of God. It's plan one. It's plan A. He's the one who decided what would happen And Jesus Christ is the Lamb slain from the... from where? The foundation foundation of the world. So tonight, we're here to remember who Jesus is and to praise Him and to thank Him for His sacrifice for us. And I think the song we should sing is hymn number 180. So if I can get Courtney to... If I can get Courtney to uh, go to the piano, we'll sing hymn number 180 together. Why don't you stand together with me? Deacons, you can make your way down to the front while we sing. that was slain.